0: This is the Movement of the Holy Family. Welcome to our Rosary Meditation. Let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's call to mind all those we've promised to pray for as we draw near to the surgery for Olivia Keneally. We pray for her healing, for the healing of little Damien, that Margot will wake up, for the young woman, Sophie, 23 years old, who had a stroke, and we pray for Linda Hopfinger, and her family Now we continue to meditate on the teaching of Jesus in this sermon on the mount In Matthew chapter 5 verse 38 Jesus said You have heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth but I say to you do not resist one who is evil But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek turn to him the other also And if anyone would sue you and take your coat let him have your cloak as well and if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who begs from you, and do not refuse him who would borrow from you. Now, taken out of context, this passage can be easy to misunderstand. Jesus is not saying we should just submit to abuse or whatever evil we face. And he does not forbid self-defense. We are not pacifists. In John chapter 18, Jesus, in fact, defends himself. More on that in just a moment. In this passage, what Jesus forbids is to is the effort to overcome evil by evil. Jesus forbids returning evil for evil. We cannot solve evil with more evil. In fact, St. Paul tells us that we must resist evil and overcome it
1: Lead all souls to heaven, especially those
0: in most need of mercy. Joseph Pieper, a great Catholic philosopher, sums up the teaching of Jesus concerning turning the other cheek. He writes, "Jesus was entirely permeated by his readiness for sacrificial death. Yet this same Christ drove the money changers from the temple with a whip, and when Jesus." the most patient of men, stood before the high priest and was struck in the face by the guard, he did not turn the other cheek, but defended himself, saying, If I have spoken wrongly, bear witness to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Thomas Aquinas has pointed to the apparent contradiction between this scene and the injunction of the Sermon on the Mount. I say unto you, Resist not evil. If one strikes you on the right cheek, offer him the other. A pacifist interpretation is quite unable to solve this contradiction. But Thomas Aquinas explains, Holy Scripture must be understood in the light of what Christ and the saints have actually practiced. Christ did not offer his other cheek, nor Paul either. Thus, to interpret the injunction of the Sermon on the Mount literally is to misunderstand it. This injunction signifies rather the readiness to bear, if it be necessary, such things and worse, without bitterness against the attacker. This readiness our Lord showed when he gave up his body to be crucified. But what this teaching means first and foremost is that we must never return evil for evil. That first, We must do all we can to change evil by good. And if there's nothing that we can do to change it, then we must be ready to endure patiently and even to suffer death in defense of the good. It goes back to our teaching on fortitude or courage, that the two elements of fortitude are attack and endure. First we attack. We do what good we can.
1: Pray for us, sinners, now and at the hour of our
0: death, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end,
0: amen. Oh, my Jesus. Forgive us our sins,
1: save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: As I said, to understand this passage, turn the other cheek, we have to remember that Thomas Aquinas explained that when we are faced with evil, we have two good options, to attack or to endure. These are the two parts of the virtue of fortitude. Let's take the first one. When you face an evil, you must attack it, pounce on it, bar its entrance. That means take initiative to change the evil if you can, but do not remain passive in the face of evil. If we would have done this as Catholics 50 years ago, then we would not be in the moral mess we are in today in our society. But we went along with the evil quietly, and look where it has us. So the first response to evil should be to seek to overcome it by good. But this also means to resist temptations in our own life as soon as they arise, and not give them a foothold in our life. And to attack evil also means to defend the good, to speak up, to defend what is right, and then do what is right and good even when it's hard, and especially when you're afraid or when you stand to lose something valuable because you hold fast to the truth. Are you facing some evil now that you should do something about? Then turn to the Lord and ask him, Jesus, what do you want me to do specifically? And then listen and form a resolution to take action.
1: Lead all souls to heaven,
0: especially those in most need of thy mercy. The second good response to evil is to endure to endure means to remain good in the face of evil. We face many bad things in life that we cannot change, such as a divorce we did not want or a chronic illness, or the death of a loved one, or some injustice committed against us or someone we love. and we do all that's in our power to correct what is evil. But once we've tried everything, and we still can't change it, then we must endure the evil with patience, that is, without giving up, without despairing, or without becoming evil ourselves through revenge or resentment, hate, unforgiveness, or despair. This is when we are called to take up our cross and follow Jesus. But this is not the moment of defeat This is where we become the most powerful. The cross is the power of God. If we unite our cross to the cross of Jesus, then our suffering and endurance begins to participate in the victory of his cross. Jesus makes us partners in his work. Jesus uses our cross to change the world and save souls. Jesus made his biggest impact by enduring the cross. Likewise, Jesus gives us a way to make the biggest impact when we appear our weakest. I was thinking about this as I was praying for Linda Hopfinger. As her body grows weaker, she becomes more spiritually powerful if she unites her weakness to Jesus, then she becomes an unstoppable force for good, for the salvation and sanctification of her husband, her children, her friends, and many people across the world that she'll never meet in this life, but she'll meet in the next life. And it's a good witness for all of us when we get frustrated with, What appears to make us weak, if we will unite it to the cross of Jesus, it's the most spiritually powerful we can become. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death.
0: Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Oh my Jesus.
1: Forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy
0: mercy. We are called not only to endure, but to endure patiently, which means cheerfully if we endure but at the same time are complaining, losing our faith, taking our frustration out on the people around us, and not accepting and offering up our cross, then we are not enduring as a Christian. Patience is a special form of fortitude or courage whereby we endure hardships cheerfully. James chapter 1, he tells us, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various trials, for you know that your faith is only put to the test to make you patient. But Patience, too, is to have its practical results so that you will become fully developed, complete with nothing missing. And we can be cheerful in difficulty or suffering if we keep in mind the good that God is doing in us. We don't have to like it. What we're what we're going through, and it doesn't have to feel good, but we can still make the choice to think and act with cheerfulness because we know that God works all things for good for those who love him. Is there some cross in your life you cannot change? Is there some cross that's making it difficult to be cheerful? A concrete resolution would be to say to Jesus, I accept what I cannot change and all that goes with it. And I offer it to you, Jesus, for love of you and for souls. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.
0: Hey everyone, there are a number of video series that we would like to produce, but we need to find a studio space, 20 by 20, an open space with nine foot ceilings or higher, somewhere in the Overland Park area where we can set up equipment and leave it. We're willing to rent or lease if anyone knows of a space, you can send us an email at support